Um, so Moira recognizes Commander Waterford, obviously, mm -hmm. um, from Jezebel's. And uh, Luke, Luke is finally up and about. He's, now he's interested because I guess he knows that that's where June is. I guess I'm, I'm assuming him and Moira would have that, has had that conversation at this point. So Luke and Moira decide, hey, let's go see if we can get Fred arrested, um, which doesn't go well because the Americans who are guests in Canada, they're, they're reminded, we can't go arrest people or do anything because uh, we're here kind of because Canada will let us be here. This isn't our country. Right. It's that the line. Yes. We're in little America, not big America. So we know that nothing official is going to be done, which we didn't really figure, you know, if they were bringing them up there. I mean, Canada's bringing them up there. America just gets to watch, which I'm sure just is driving people crazy, right? Because you right. have all these people that are there because of these people. And you see this, like, diplomatic thing going on where they're treating them essentially like a real government. Right. Which has got to be just insane, which also is good timing this week for... <laughs> What's been going North on? Korea. Uh, um, because, you know, the only problem over there is that they have nuclear weapons. You know? There's no other problems in North Korea. They treat their people just fine. I can't All is well. That. All is well except for the fact they have nukes. So far. Is that, oh, that's not right? <laughs> <laughs> that's not, oh, that's not right. Okay. Sorry. Uh, so, motorcade time. Ba -ba -ba -ba. Serena and Fred in the limo. So this is what Andrew was talking about. This is great. So Serena is like looking out the window because they're going by the city. And I thought this was awesome because she's looking at all these women who are out there like talking while they're professional uh, women, professional women. Yep. Cell phones, dressed up, briefcases, you know, chatting away with either, you know, friends, coworkers, whatever. But um, man, that was tough to watch. Just people being right. free, living their lives. A novel concept. Sure. I'm sure it was tough to watch for Serena. Not oh, me, my gosh. Yeah, right? Her, yeah. yeah. I know. Just that longing. And she's like half smiling. And you can tell yep. she's trying to rein it in because, you know, the commander isn't going to have anything to do with her <laughs> right. smiling. And Nick, Nick is kind of like, oh, yeah. well, wow. Nick, Nick definitely takes notice. I Nick yeah. is like, oh, me too. Yes. <laughs> me too. That's right. Yes. That kissing, it took her breath away. I don't know if you could hear her. She was like, <gasps> not. She like gasped a little when bit for air. It's really, I mean, it was hard because I, I had to watch it a couple times, ah. I'll be honest. Um, and I was like, whoa, I heard that, Serena. Uh -huh. And I thought, he heard it too, sitting <laughs> next to you. Um, and I just think that just speaks to how much she longs and for whatever her past was, which we don't know enough about quite right. yet. Yeah, I like to imagine that Serena was just like a regular lady who like was just freaked out by people not being able to have kids. Is that weird? I just think she might have been like she may not have been some kind of like fundamentalist or like crazy but culty person. Book. But she did write that book, you're right. But I wonder if she wrote the book be After. as a reaction to mm. what was happening. Like I think I don't know. I just I'm curious. I I wonder. I guess I'm just trying to hope that like Serena was just like a normal independent woman who like wanted to have a job and didn't want to have like. I'm sorry. That's I'm just not sure. like her. But we don't know do. enough about her yet. No, we really, don't. to no. determine and and the the. Man in the bar, I think, speaks to that when he says, you know, I've read so much about you. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I'm curious. Because um, she might have been like a badass, like, yeah, shit kicking, you know, you know, and then turned into this well, you, fundamentalist. Well, I don't... And clearly they thought enough of the fact that they might be able to get her to defect and leave that they actually sent somebody to talk to her. Oh, so... I mean, like, I was literally watching it going, run, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> <Guys! laughs> They can't do anything. Run, Serena. Go to Hawaii. What are uh, you doing? Crazy. Right? Uh, so then we walk into the hotel. I find this all very interesting. One, Serena walked in ahead of Fred. 
which I did not think that that is how that would go down in real life. Or he was putting on a show for the Canadians. Just to say, hey, look, a happy wife. Look, my wife is happy. I let her walk in front of me <laughs> yeah. in public. All is well. Um, so this is this part like drove me crazy because like they come in and they're talking and the he he's even speaking French to the Canadians, which just made me want to vomit. But then we get our good buddy who brings it all home, the associate deputy minister for oh, immigration, yes. Kevin McCall, <laughs> who is not fucking around. He's no. like, oh, I used to love going to the states with my husband. Pow! And Fred's like, oh, well, you can come back someday. He starts he, he like he starts going into like tourism. Tourism. Yeah, we hope to boost our tourist um, tourism. To Gilead? I was like, no thank well, you. if you remember in the book, though, there are. That's true. There's, uh, I think they're Japanese tourists in the book. That's rude. Right? That's really rude. That's for real. Like, they come in there, like, taking pictures and the whole deal. I of mean, the handmaids. I wonder if people would be pretty, like, um, fascinated by us. As, I don't know. I, that's like us going somewhere right now and being like, they got these women in captivity. Let's go see them. That's crazy. Well, not that they have them in captivity, but... Captivity, but People go to Amish country all the time just to see just that. To see? Just to see? Really? That stuff. I didn't really oh, yeah. Is that a thing? That That's is a, a thing. thing. Really? <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Weird. Right? Totally oh. weird. Um, so we, we get our buddy Kevin. Kevin McCall. That's the character's name. He's my favorite. I love him. Uh, so the woman that is in charge of Serena, I've gathered, uh, hands her. <laughs> <laughs> answer her, her itinerary for the day and it's in pictures and i was like damn they went full gilead <laughs> they gave her I a totally social story miss that. yeah no it was all i was like why did they do that it, it was all because she's not supposed, to, she's read. Not supposed to read i'm dumb full, it looked, it looked i did like not a, catch it i was like that's weird <laughs> i didn't even think about it it almost looked like a children's menu exactly i yeah. thought that like a restaurant Child, very childlike and you were like oh and you could tell like serena was like Offended. mortified by the fact that this woman I just handed her this thing that didn't even have words on it. And so what I gathered from the schedule, I tried to interpret the schedule via these <laughs> pictures. Um, it looked like first was the cocktail party, followed by tea, which I think that's a lot of liquid for, you know, the first two things you're there is to drink. Um, then what appeared to be an art museum, it had a painting on it, uh, followed by some kind of meal. And then what looked like a government building. I don't know. I guess that's where we're actually going to talk about stuff. And then something with roses, which apparently turns out to be the botanical gardens, which is last on the list, but first the thing they do. Which doesn't make any sense to me. But maybe they didn't know because they, you know, she doesn't read anyway. So what difference does it make? Maybe she was able to choose what she wanted to do first. <laughs> choose your next adventure. <laughs> yeah. We give you some choice in Canada. Here's a box of crayons. Circle the one you wanted to. Uh, so yes, and like I said, Serena looks fucking mortified. Was the notes that I made. <laughs> um, so and then of course Serena can't escape the flowers. So she goes, and everybody, her, their orchids in Canada, where life is free and great, look amazing. Imagine that. Because sad orchids in sad places look sad. Can't Serena. grow. Can't and she blamed grow. it on humidity or something right. silly. The pollution. It's bad. It's bad vibes. They're bad That's vibes. Yeah. That those little science projects in right? grade school. Like yep. Happy plants. plants. Yeah, I know. Yeah, happy sad. plants. No, would you want to be a plant in Gilead? Not no. in Serena's right. greenhouse. Greenhouse. Like, <laughs> it'd probably like mold. if little plants get screened, they'd be like, no, not Serena. I want to go somewhere else. <laughs> See, that's on Gilead Sesame She said the, the, the plants are dying. They are. Remember? Because she blamed it on the mold. No, it's because you are mold, Serena. There you go. That's See, that's die. crystal. I know. That's See? what we're talking about. Now we're back. <laughs> now we're back. <laughs> didn't um, take long. Uh, so the, the woman in charge of Serena, I have no idea what her name is. They didn't give her a name. So that's that's the title I've given her. Um, she, she had some zingers. She did. She was making Zing Serena, letting Serena know that she was uh, you know too busy for life because she works so much. 
But the one thing I do do in my free time, read, was the first thing she <laughs> I, said. So, and I thought I that's really you, interesting because that's obviously another mm-hmm. zinger to mm-hmm. um, Serena. Hence the pictures I just gave you. Um, and then French. She studied French culture right, and literature. Yeah. And, I mean, obviously these very um, academic topics. But I just thought those were purposeful. And, and then she, the knitting. And then the knitting. Oh. Which was that, awesome. That was which awesome. Which was great. Because Serena's like, oh, yeah, knitting. It's awesome. Which we know Serena hates because of last episode. Which I thought was a great part. Um, so then Serena walks off by herself because she can't stand things anymore. Because she knows that life sucks. I think we've... Uh, can we assume that? Like, yeah. I just... What what point is it going to break for? I keep, I keep feeling like we're getting to that... Eh, like we're almost there every time. And then we don't quite get there. And she definitely feeds the lie a little bit, too, with this lady. Because she said, oh, we're allowed to explore all any passion we have. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> what? No. It's knitting. Knitting. And knitting. And knitting. And flowers. Yes. And gardening for her, but... All right, so June, uh, June and Janine, watch out, Isaac. I told you, Isaac was bad news. Oh yeah. So and Janine is inquiring whether the baby has dropped yet. Sitting on her vagina. <laughs> I <laughs> thought that Janine. was funny. Janine's the best. I love um, Janine. And then Janine thinks she might get to see Charlotte again soon, which June every time she mentions anything like rolls her eyes at Janine. It's great. Um, and so Captain Isaac back there is. Uh, None too thrilled with the fact that they're even speaking to each other because he's pretty hardcore. In case you don't know. Now, last week we were going all crazy and like the, pushing the guy around, and nobody did a damn thing. That's why we know Isaac's a little more hardcore than exactly. the rest of the Wait, what are you talking about? When uh, Janine and June were walking home from Loaves and Fishes after the baby ambulance went by, yeah. and Janine's all upset because she finds out it's her baby. Like, her, like, she's really, right. and June keeps like telling the guardian, like, Leave us alone. Step the fuck off, it. I got it. And Nothing really happened because I think because she's pregnant. But this week, Janine was the one talking shit. I think that was the difference. Um, and so this was the first time we've also heard unwoman in this show. But they're not unwomen, right? Wait, am I confused? I think they're all unwomen. So who's the fucking woman? The turquoise ladies? Yes. That's how it works. But they can't have kids. If it's, we're talking about like womanly uh-huh, woman but they can. stuff, right? Ah, uh, yes. They can. It's their men. It's the men. What are they, wives? What do they call? They're the wives. The wives. The wives. Cool. Yeah, no, they, they can apparently have babies. They didn't even get a cool name. <laughs> they should I know, have right? The Marthas. The right? Marthas. That could be kind of cool. Nope, Sounds like a, like a Motown group. You know? <laughs> We're the Marthas. <laughs> the Ritas. Janine, after the one guy, tell, was it Isaac? Isaac tells her to shut the fuck up, essentially, and calls her non-woman. She tells him to suck her dick. <laughs> True, Janine Which style. I thought, oh, Janine, as much as I appreciate that comment, you're it's gone, not going in well. Sister. So he basically pistol whips her yeah. in the head. Well, not even pistol. This is a assault rifle. Yeah. Knocks her out. And then uh, that's your shopping trip for the day. So, yeah. Last week, June says to the guard, I've got it. I noticed this week she didn't say anything to Isaac to stop, like, or to heat him away, you know, off right. or anything. So I thought that that was interesting as to why she didn't intervene and say... I don't know. We're just talking. You know, Janine just sort of took over. You know? I just, like, I feel like Janine was like, you're a friend in college that would try to fight guys at a bar. <laughs> you know? Like, you can't fight him, Janine. Let's just go. We can scream at him and then leave. What are you doing? She said, no, I'm going to fight him. I'm going to beat his ass. Like, no, Janine, you're drunk. Let's leave. Were you that but friend? But I appreciated it. No, I had, I mean, like, I wasn't that friend. Huh? Maybe 
sometimes. Not a whole lot, though. No? Occasionally you were that friend? It, I told you vodka. Like, I, oh, are, you, are you one of those <laughs> that, like, depending on the vodka. thing the oh, thing you yeah, drink, like, it's different? Yeah. Really? I just feel yeah, I don't have that. We get a different crystal depending it's on what's It's awful. I don't do it. <laughs> is it just vodka? It's vodka's the vodka's main the one. one. Yeah, it's bad. What about you, Angie? Is there is there <laughs> a, 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 a particular uh, alcoholic beverage? I can do no whiskey, no bourbons. No? Mm. I would be dead to the world. Really? <laughs> yes. I just can't. notch I out? I don't know what it is, what's in that, but I can not I can hardly even take a full drink. Really? Without just, ugh, yeah. Wow. raises the hairs on the back of my neck. I can't do it. That's interesting. I think I've had maybe at some point in my life had a bad experience and it's just my brain's like, no, no, we don't like this. So, <laughs> Stop. Yes. No, no more whiskey. I don't think I have one. I don't have anything that like changes. Affects you differently? No, they no, all kind of what? affect me the same. Are you sure? I feel like men sometimes are just like not as aware of their like no. feelings. There are know? some like that they're... get me to that place quicker than others. Okay. Um, That's an effect though. But they're all... The personality is the same no matter what. Mm. For sure. Angie's seen it a couple times. <laughs> I'm yeah, just I saying, have. drunk handmaids. I'm just throwing it I think we there. should do it. I'm, I'm telling you, every week there. it could be a different drink. It could see. But see, here's the thing. I, I think you more have to do it where you drink a different thing watching the show to see how your perception <laughs> of the show changes. Like if you were drinking oh. vodka and you were watching The Handmaid's Tale, oh, would your TV no. still be there afterwards? You would probably be throwing shit at the TV. I don't know. In red wine, I would just be like super emotional <laughs> and like talk, and I'd be crying and like talking about a time where something unrelated happened to me. Yeah. I think this has promise. I'm gonna explore I'm this. Just saying, I think Maybe we should be give it a shot. Funny. I think one. we should. Did you sh- one recording? Give it a shot. Absolutely. Uh, so now we get Serena at the hotel. Serena walking around all free and stuff, which I thought was interesting. Like, that they didn't have, like, Nick walking with her. Like, that she was just, like, out there. But I think that's kind of what Angie was alluding to, is that she's supposed to represent the Gilead's not all that bad. Mm -hmm. And look, our wives are cool. They can have a glass of wine at the bar. (laughs) A strange man can come up and have a conversation with them. I thought that was hilarious. So, yeah, yeah, she does. She ends up at the bar. Uh, not before she sees the mom and her kid at at the elevator. And the and the girl asks her, if she's a she's princess. A princess. Um, quite the opposite. Because she did have a little like frozen vibe going there, right? Yeah, you're right. I guess that yeah. would, would look with the, the with way, the shawl uh, and the whole deal. I forget which sister it was that wore that sort of color scheme, but um, I like that the mom told her don't stare. Which you know, as a <laughs> yeah. mom of a young child, I've said, please don't look or don't do that. Or, so I could definitely relate to that. Um, but, of course, Serena's response was, oh, she's precious. You're so very lucky to have her. And the lady's like, you take this elevator, yeah, crazy woman. I'm not getting in there with you. I'm not going in there. I don't know what happens I don't know you. if I'll get my that's kid exactly, back. That's what I was thinking. If I knew all the stuff that you'd... You could imagine all the things that they've heard oh, right. about it. Horse. I wouldn't get in the elevator with her either. Oh, yeah, and I felt conflicted for a moment because I was like, is that like prejudice like should she have behaved that way you know no that's not getting in the elevator with a crazy person i never actually didn't think about it i was like is that like a a sign for like a i don't know parallel for what we do to some people but that makes a lot more sense i think it's just i know i know stuff about you you might not know that i know the things about you but i'm gonna go ahead and knock you yeah uh so then it's serena the bar and this is my favorite this is a great scene in the whole thing uh riesling by the glass that's serena's go-to which i thought was interesting because i've only seen her drink scotch but you know, I didn't, maybe she just wanted to hit the hard stuff that early. I don't know. It was kind of, it was still kind of like mid afternoon. I was a little confused. Can can wives drink? I was confused by that as well. I don't know because every time she's drank, no one's been around but her, right? Or Rita, and nobody can really tell on her. 
So I don't know whether they can officially drink or not. Because well, no, I take that back. Because at the baby shower, they're having champagne. So I would assume that they can drink. I don't know if that was like special. That's a weird little loophole for the whole like super Christian type stuff. Oh, but, there's so many loopholes. Do you know what I mean? They, yeah, but that but is like, one, one of those yeah. like ones that you just, like. I feel like not drinking is such a classic like no dancing, no drinking Christian yeah. kind yeah. of like a front. Like you go to a party or like I don't drink because I'm a Christian. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have, there's been no official word. It's been a long time since I've read the book, so I can't I even remember, remember the yeah, what they reference. So, so, uh, so the dude comes right. This is our guy. This is our guy that ends up being the uh, representative of the United States American government, who is basically essentially trying to get Serena to defect. Mm-hmm. Um, and at first, he kind of comes <laughs> comes at her with, "Hey, we can send you to Hawaii." And uh, you can tell your story. He says, I can offer you a cigarette or a new life. Wait, it was cigarette first, then new life. And I was like, take both. Take yeah. both. Take right? the smokes. Yes. Sure. Which she does I thought it was interesting smokes. that they either knew that about her, that they brought the cigarettes. Because that, cause I, that whole thing is loaded, right? So everything about that is meant to like attract her to that guy. Everything about it. The way he looks. Because he even looks a little like, you know, maybe Fred looked back in the day. Um, like a and normal he's got kind of put together. Absolutely, yeah. right? he's got the smokes with him because she used to be the smoker. He's a little cowboy, like right? I'm gonna smoke inside. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. And so there's some great lines in this whole thing. So I, I, this is one of those scenes that I know that the writers on these shows just like love writing. My my other vice is my other vice is talking very respectively to beautiful women. <laughs> Crystal's face is like, come on. But I think Serena would go for that line. Right. That's the, it was like bait for right. A clearly, it didn't like, like her. make her want him to go away. So you know, no, right. she says he can sit next to her. So and it's interesting it. that she thinks he that she's smart enough to think that he's a member of the press. Like she knows, like from the get go, pretty much that he's not. You're not hitting on me. It's not. A, he's not everything that he is claiming to be. Yeah. He's not being genuine. Correct. Uh, so we find out he's a representative for the United States, and uh, he said we can have you in a plane in Honolulu in an hour. I don't feel like it should take that long. Like, I feel like if we're going to get her out of here, it's got to be like in 15 minutes. Like, we got to be at the airport and go. But maybe we can be in Honolulu in an hour. I don't know how far we are. I don't know what part of Canada we're in. So um, Pretty far either way, right? I don't know. If you get to the way far side of Canada, you go West Coast Canada, we could get there pretty quick. I don't think they're in the West Coast, but. No. I don't think so either. I think Maybe like, I just imagined it was Toronto, but it I think wasn't actually. It might be in Toronto. Yeah. What's close to, what's up there, like the New England area? Toronto. Yeah, all right. That's probably where they're at. Um, so, what, what he says, uh, I'm afraid I didn't pack for the beach. And so far, all you've offered me is treason and coconuts. <laughs> this is another great line. Um, so, instead of offering treason and coconuts, he said, hey, guess what? Guess what we found out? It's not you that's the problem, which she already knew. Because mm-hmm. the doctor... At the at the hospital, had already told them all that it's not the, not you, it's the dudes. So now he's offering her what she really wants. He's speaking to her real, real true need, baby. which is her baby and freedom and, and freedom. It's like I can hear the jackpot. Ding 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 mm-hmm. ding. Okay, this might. What will she say or what will she do? And she's still not totally buying no. in. Although you can tell, he's got her. Like he's got the hook because she's got that look on her face, like. I should do this. At some point in the scene, she also tells him something about alliances sometimes have to be broken between partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's her way of sort of coping going back to June. Like, hey, we had an alliance the last however long while Fred was recuperating. Oh. But, you know, 
um, I'm going to break that right now because it doesn't work in my favor or, Hmm. you know, I'm saving myself or protecting myself from having any real emotion. She could just run free, though, and no one would be able to do anything. How would you not take that opportunity? Like, I just put me on the plane. She's not like she's going. It's not like she's leaving children or people that she cares about. Like, she knows she doesn't feel like actually connected to that child that June is carrying. She doesn't feel like that's her child. She doesn't actually feel that. No, Serena's too smart to actually think that's her kid. You know what I'm saying? She is like, this is survival. Serena's surviving. She's not thriving. She's not interested in this. She is purely surviving, so I cannot understand why she did not have a chance to go to Honolulu and just tell the story. Why do you think she didn't? So extrapolate that out. Because she's terrible and I hate her. I don't know. What's the reason? Why wouldn't she do it? That's know. the mystery, right? I don't know. Like, I mean, I is... think the obvious is that I think she's scared, right? Right. Um, of the unknown. I think she does like the power and the control she saying. does have in Gilead, even though it's not what we, as you know, would think is really control. Right. But in their warped sense of reality, it's so you know, limited, though. I get what you're saying. Yeah. It's just so limited. It's like. What are you? What kind of power are you leaving behind that you couldn't have with your own independence? Which she seems to. She doesn't even have friends in Gilead. Right. People don't like her. It, the women who are supposed to like her don't like her. Yeah, the only time you've really seen her like happy is when she's doing the things that she's not supposed, supposed to, to be doing. Yeah, right? right. So yeah, it is interesting to think like what is actually keeping her from. She looks like she has an ulcer every time she hangs out with those women. She right. looks like she's physically in pain. Yeah. Her face has always got the, like, stank Serena mm-hmm. face. Like, the little, like, but I, you I obviously think... can't see me. But, like, that face that she makes where she's just, like, I don't know. She just Unless she's just pain. totally bought in on the religious side that she just she can't is. shake. I, no. I don't. I don't buy I'm not buying that minute. either. I, I, I'm going to just say for right now that it's fear because I don't feel like I know enough about her story. But those the line that he says to her about, what, betraying your country or, oh, or yeah. she, she says, says, I would never I betray would never my be- country. He said, you already said, have. I'm thinking... Okay, tell me more, but you know, of mm-hmm. course, they couldn't do that, and right. um, in that moment, but well, I think I she's think, done. There's something about her. That I think we, what he's talking know, about yeah. there, about you already did, was when they helped overthrow the actual United States yeah. government. I think that's what he's referring to. You don't think it's anything else? Not that I, she's. I, yeah. I mean, unless, I don't. I mean, maybe they know that she's done something in Gilead when her and June were doing that no, crazy no, shit. That's but I don't, probably too far of a reach. I but, don't. I don't think that. That's what I figured he yeah. was mentioning. I thought that was referencing like, hey, you helped overthrow the entire United States government. So you've already really betrayed what was your country to begin with. So, so what's stopping you now? Right, exactly. Hmm. Um, so then it's a, he does, he, he, she declines politely. And uh, he says, maybe we'll run into each other again, which is an interesting way to leave yes. that conversation. Yes. Because I, I want to know where, what, where and where? when and, and when's that going to happen. And when he leaves, she's shaking. Mm-hmm. She was unnerved mm-hmm. by that. Mm-hmm. And she did take the smokes. Oh, she did. And the matchbook. I don't comes blame back later. her. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next scene. Back from uh, Janine getting knocked out on her way to the, uh, which we never make it to, Loaves and Fishes, which Rita is very upset about uh, the fact that there is no chicken. No chicken. So now we got to do <laughs> beans because Isaac is like, we had to cut our shopping short and Rita is not appearing to want to question Isaac. Because we've seen what happens with Isaac. Uh, and then this whole Eden letting Isaac taste the strawberries thing really threw me off. Like, I was like when she's yuck. in the kitchen. I and couldn't even. He lets her, that's, that part just. Mm. 
It's very interesting to me that it she was. would even go there. Like her as a like new wife. Like is is like by the book as she's been with everything else. I feel because like she's fifteen and she wants attention by boys. Exactly. It's just ballsy because she if doesn't know any 15, better. She's still a kid. You just oh. want to get attention from boys. Right. I agree. I I'm generalizing, that. obviously, but come on. I just thought it was interesting that they went there. With it her. was gross though. Uh so June wants to talk to Rita, so she asked for some milk, so this is where we go. Um now this is our big Rita scene, which I loved. Uh, so she basically asked Rita essentially to be the godmother of the child and to look after the child because she tells her, I'm getting kicked out as soon as the baby's here. And Rita, who we don't really have a good read on still, like I think we're more like she's on our side now than we were last season, which was like, what is this lady even about at all? Um, she says, <laughs> you know, she says, uh, I want the baby to know kindness. And Rita was like, by his hand, and, like kind of playing it by yeah. the book. And then. Basically says, you know, that that boy downstairs is maybe 20 years old. He could break my jaw and nobody would say boo. I'll do what I can, which is about as good as Rita could give you. Exactly. Um, but you can tell in her face, by the way, she's the emotions behind yes. all of it that she's like, yeah, I'll take care of you. I'm going to take care of your baby. Yeah. And uh, so June's then talking to the baby saying, I got you someone. And so this is really the first of like June trying to build this army for this kid to kind of make sure that it's going to be OK, which, by the way, she refers to the kid as a she twice. Um, and, and didn't Fred say? Fred is always referred to it as a boy. boy. Like he's he's willing, he's willing the boy <laughs> to be. Yeah. Because I think, and even like Lydia when she talks about it is they've always referred to it as a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. But June, June is the today. This is the first time I've heard her reference the sex. Like she called it a she. Huh. The two times she talked about it. Um. So then we get to the protest scene, which is one of the things that was in the trailer that everybody's like, what the hell is going on here? And we figured it was something with them coming to Canada, which it is. Uh, so there's a candlelight vigil, which turns very angry and very violent real quick. Like, I thought it was going to be like, oh, they're doing like a little nice candlelight vigil. No. But then Fred pulls up and all hell breaks loose. Yeah, well, I think I, I was glad to see that Luke could yeah. not control himself in that moment. I thought yeah, it was I mean, interesting. Like, I was like, okay, I figured security might be. A little, a little bit better tighter. than that, because you're essentially bringing these people who have killed or enslaved, like, all the people that these people know. Like, I would think that we'd be like, okay, let's get some SWAT guys. But this is Canada. Canada. Oh. I know, I was thinking the same thing. Crystal, I was like, oh, Justin, that would only be if we were in the United States of America. Truly. But in Canada, they're laid back. They, were, they, 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 they mean, weren't expecting Luke to break through and be no. like, come at me, bro. No. No, I mean, yeah, this is not America where they, they bring a SWAT team before anything happens. Right. Right. <laughs> right? So I've true. witnessed it. So like, true. why are y'all here? I literally was like, why are y'all here? <laughs> Nothing is happening. <laughs> Nothing is that. Well, something happened. Luke, Don't start no Luke got there now. and Luke had his uh, Luke had his sign with his picture. And Nick noticed that right off the bat. Nick was like, oh, I know that picture. I know that lady. There was a little a look of disbelief on his face. Like, like oh, shit. <laughs> right. Um, so uh, Luke kind of gets gets in the commander's face and he's like, let's do this. And like just talking shit, which was kind of great because we get to see Luke like express some feelings and some emotion and feel like, you know, maybe he does care. Because I think there's been so much talk like on social media about poor Luke and how Everybody, like, especially after the last episode where it was like he didn't want to know whether she was alive or not, or he was just assuming not wanting to know either way because it keeps her alive and sure, mine. And so it was good for him to finally be able to, you know, express something so that people can kind of get an idea of where his allegiances really lie. Um, so then we get to right after that with Serena and Fred in the hotel room where Serena is still shooketh 
um, for some reason. And I'm not entirely sure why or that actually has to do with what just happened because I don't think she really cares that Fred almost got his ass beat. But... Uh, well, she's probably just shook by the fact that she just saw all these people. Well, and he, she, it, well, I mean, she was clearly upset by the fact that Luke said that you rape my wife every night. She did not like that at all. She didn't like the truth. That's she the deal knows, with Serena. I was say, she knows it's true. Not a fan. Not a fan of the actual reality of the situation that she has created. Very true. And Fred, with the uh, what I'm referring to as the motto of the Gilead Board, Board of Tourism, uh, it was unpleasant, but we soldier on. <laughs> That should be on the billboard entering and leaving Gilead. It was unpleasant. Right, because, you know, you just blame everything on misinformation in the media, and this is what happens. Like, again, the parallels between our two commanders here, the one on TV and the one in real life, is just. I just can't. It was just uncanny this right. week about all the, you know, the, the similarities between what happened in real life. I just. Holy cow. All right, so now, because it's TV. Nick and Luke meet at a bar. Right. right. The comrade. Because it's TV. I That's, love that. I, very often I use this line and it makes everybody mad when I do it. I go, because the script said so. Um, I all agree the time. I say it all the time. There's no way. And it, it's but. mad. It, it, it drives Nikki crazy because it takes you out of the moment of the show. But it is <laughs> true. Like, that really. Well, yeah, I didn't well, see it. Like, that? I didn't see Luke and I was like, oh, Nick's about to get loose. He's like, I'm back in my element. <laughs> hey, ladies. I got one night. <laughs> right. No, so nope. Nick, Nick just happens to be at the bar that Luke is at, which I thought was interesting because it was like, maybe it's the closest bar to the hotel. I don't know. Maybe Nick was just like going to every bar. I don't. I I have no other reason to know why they found each other the way they did, other than yeah, that's what they wrote. So that's what happened. Uh, so this is like the. I know there was a couple spoilers that came out this week. This was interesting. So apparently, um, TV Guide accidentally posted the synopsis for episode nine instead of episode eight last week, <laughs> and oh, didn't wow. take it down quick enough. So it was like people screenshotted it and were like throwing it everywhere. So everybody knew that this was going to happen. And there's been some like screenshots of this going around. Um, so it was kind of interesting to see this interaction. So he tells Luke that he's, she's pregnant. Not only does he drop all this other stuff, he tells her that he's fine. He's like, by the way, he's pregnant. Now, he does have the decency, at least, to say that it's Waterford. It's not mine. <laughs> and nothing to do with this. Because I don't think that would have gone over real well. No, I don't no, think so but either. I thought there was this moment. Do you feel like there was a moment? A moment of what? Where they were just like, where he was just like, I can smell my wife on you. <laughs> I know you I love her. Know. No, I didn't. I, I, I don't think know. I was Nick, just thinking, like, is Luke going to pick up on it? No, I don't. Oh. I think that Luke was too emotional in that moment to pick up on anything. But because I think we're supposed to assume Luke's fairly drunk at that point, right? Mm. At least from he was slurring a little bit. But that I, that was a reach for me. That whole scene. Yeah. Yeah. So that was I, hard. Yeah, I was I like, agree. and then when the he was leaving, like I said, the comrade. I'm like, okay, they're trying a little too hard on this one. Like, right. you know. With naming the bar, the comrade. Like, oh, is that hey, what it was? I didn't see that. Yeah, I did not yeah, see I'm that. Like, I just thought that was a little. I, that, I did not pick up on that. It was a that. little too much. Uh, so Luke, <laughs> Luke makes him leave, but then says, "Wait, don't leave. This is how you know how drunk Luke is." Right. Luke's like, "Get out of here because you're fucking awful." And he's like, "Wait, wait, wait. I got things to tell you before you go. <laughs> before I kick kid? you out." Uh, tell, have you seen my kid? Which I, I forget what he answered. Did he tell? Did he doesn't know where the kids are? He I don't know. He didn't. He didn't know. I think mean, um, he really doesn't, though. No, I don't think he does. Uh, I think then uh, he Luke basically says, "Hey, tell Mo- tell June that Moira's here, living with me. That she got out, and we're hanging out in Canada." Is essentially the point to that. So, and by the way, when that comes up later, I really thought that he wasn't going to say that Moira was there for some reason. I was like, Nick, there's like three things that he gave you. Come on, you can do all three of them. I promise. I think you can say them all. I know you can. 
So thankfully it came through. So back to Aunt Lydia doing her, uh, hey, let's take the measurements of the baby. Things are things are going well. I love Aunt Lydia. Any any scene where Aunt Lydia is in, I'm happy. Um, and she's asking her about what happened with her and Janine. Yes. In like the most motherly way possible. We and must remember to follow the rules. And blaming it on the hormones. You're uh-huh. only this emotional because it's the hormones. You know, this late in your pregnancy. You can't possibly really feel that way, June. It's just your, you know. I feel like Lydia is constantly trying to give them an out. Like yeah. she's like trying to tell them. I feel like she's trying to tell them how they can make yes. excuses for the way they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of, like, getting in trouble. You can just say, hey, it's the hormones. It's the hormones. I'm, I'm telling you to, to play this. All right. Okay? She's like, mm-hmm. get it's it? The hormones. Right? Right. <laughs> right? It's the hormones, right? Like, shaking her head. Wink, 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 wink. Um, so, this is when, this is our second recruiting trip for June to uh, build the army for the baby. Which was an interesting thing, I thought, to go to Lydia as one of the people, which... You know, I think maybe she also sees the matronly, like, like maternal qualities of Aunt Lydia with the handmaids. So maybe thinking that, you know, since her purpose is there to take care of the baby, that she's somebody that um, she can recruit to help take care of her baby. I just thought it was a very interesting choice. Not that she has a lot of options right? Uh, with people that she interacts right. with, but uh, I thought Lydia was an interesting person to go to. Well, I feel like Lydia is actually probably one of the few people in that entire system that would actually care for children. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Her whole purpose is to make sure that children enter, they they enter life in a in a safe environment. And so I feel like her actual purpose of what she probably like the only thing that she can love really in this whole situation are babies. Yeah. And she does show like a very motherly quality to the handmaids because they are kind of her girls, as, I, as she says, or her words. Um, so I think that she's maybe picking up on some of that, and at least you know, and. Plus, Aunt Lydia is pretty fucking hardcore. Mm-hmm. So That's if anybody's going to cut a motherfucker when she's messing with a kid, right. that'd probably be Lydia. And she'll probably cut anybody. That's right. Right. She, even awesome. used to, she said, like, if I we, would never allow anything to happen to a baby. Right. And I really feel like there's a whole <laughs> lot of shit under like, that. Yeah. That was, that was like one Commander of the more Commander be seri- damned. That was like right. one of the more serious things she's ever said. Like, yeah. where you were like, oh, oh, like, you're for real. Like, I would never yeah, let Yeah, you could tell that that was from a deep deep place fuck around mm-hmm, exactly <laughs> i thought this whole interaction was great she's like in my experience any this is a great line any in my experience which, which was interesting for her to say because there's been nothing up to this point that has led us to know that she is either experienced other than what's happening in gilead um any kind of abuse or relationship like that other than we know that she was raised by her mother and the father is not in the picture right i don't know we don't know anything about the dad so it's interesting for her to say in my experience any man that would hurt a woman would hurt a child so that kind of, to me, ah. gives a little, you know. What else has happened to Jane? Right, exactly. And so you're wondering, oh, did something happen to her, like, early in her life or with her mom, you know, which is why her dad's not around. I don't know. Um, and so, yeah. Then the Lydia with the uh, I was godmother and my sister's child who died in four days. And she's like, it wasn't my, my fault. fault. And that was, I... like, that was weird. I don't know what to yeah. make of that line. Like, like she got stuck. I don't know. Like she's stuck in a loop. Like, I don't know. Do you know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that impacted her so much that wasn't my fault. I don't, I just, mm. She said it, and I then there was know. a pause, and then she looked at June with like, and it wasn't my fault, as if though June was assuming it was. I don't know. It was. Right, like yeah. a, I don't. I didn't know what to make of that. I didn't either. Like one of those moments where someone says something, and you're like, "Are you complete? Are you there? Like, are you here with us right now? Like, you you just no, you like you went somewhere wasn't. else. Oh yeah. yeah, she went somewhere else for, for real. Her. All right, so then. 
We finally got the Mayday letters. Oh, that's part. I forgot to tell everybody that uh, Nick oh, Nick yeah. delivered the Mayday letters to Luke at the bar when he was half drunk, which good for Luke for hanging on to him. That was good. Because <laughs> oh, Luke is... Where are the letters? <laughs> right, he's really good at not taking care of things, um, which is why we're in Canada. And June's not. <clears throat> um, so they're reading them. And Aaron is the, uh, like... Everybody's upset. So Moira wanted to... Moira was like us, which I thought was great. Like, I remember last year when they were talking about the stuff that was going to get delivered for May Day, and everybody's like, cool, it's going to be like a bomb or something. We're going to blow up Gilead. And then it was the letters, and everybody's like, letters? <sighs> what are we going to do with letters? We can't kill people with letters. And so I felt like Moira was speaking for, like, the entire viewership of The Handmaid's Tale and last season when they were like, what do you mean letters? We need... That's because she was like, I wanted it to be some C4 or some stuff that would yeah. make Gilead go boom. We go were like, boom. Yes. So did I, because I was convinced that's what it was. Yeah. Not letters. Can't blow people up with letters, but apparently we can. But I like what Aaron said, but this could go. This could go. Oh. This could. So. And it did. It did. So then stupid Fred. <laughs> oh. Stupid Fred. We knew it was, I told you it was going to ruin it. He's not good at anything. So he's walking out looking all like he's, uh you know, owns the world and all things are going well. But as I put this, uh, the Canadian government tells him to go straight to the airport, do not pass go, do not collect any special concessions from the Canadian government. <laughs> Have a nice day, Mr. Waterford. Because he uh, thought he was all big and bad, because mm, the day did. before they talked about border security and the, you know, eradication of illegals mm -hmm. and all of these things, and oh, they're really taking Gilead seriously. So yeah, he his chest was definitely puffed out until it was quickly... Um, deflated by the and i love that it wasn't the prime minister guy it was like his helpers right. that were like see you bitches <laughs> yeah. um, which i really liked that absolutely so they uploaded the mayday letters and now they're everywhere right uh they did basically a little wikileaks action on uh fred and the gang and so what you're looking, no, looking at me like, like, like it something? was too close they should have waited i feel like they're gonna connect that oh, it was with Nick? Nick? Yeah. It was Nick. I mean, how did that happen that's so what's quickly? Coming. That's what's coming. So the one thing that's been in, the, if you watch the trailer, there's one thing in the trailer that nobody can figure out who it is yet, and people think it's Nick, is the, uh, there's a scene with the people in the pool that are like, the guy has like, no, the woman, I'm trying to think who has it. So they're basically both in the pool with their clothes on, and the woman has like weights around her like legs, so like clearly they're like either torturing them or drowning them, and no one can figure out who that is, but the person is wearing like guardian outfit. So everybody thinks it's Nick. Oh, so I agreed shoot. with you because that's what I thought at the end of this is like the timing of, hey, these magical letters were delivered here and who could have brought those letters? There's only, what, three people, people that came yeah. from Gilead? One person. And we know Fred didn't do it probably and Serena. Dumb. And we know that Eden has seen those letters and so she'll be quick to, yep. to report See? after feeding strawberries to the other guys that, uh, I think hey, I, I knew where those came from. Isaac. Isaac's problem. Oh, yeah. I I'm, I'm not ready for Nick to die, though. Hey. Isn't that weird? Because I've been not team Nick, but I don't want him to... See? Do you think that will happen? Live. Do you think they're going to kill Nick? No. Yes, maybe. Uh, I, no. I think he, it's they too probably close. will. It's too close. Do you think they'll do it this season? That's the... Will that be the cliffhanger? Or will they even kill him? Or will they do something even worse? They've been known to do that. Um, <sighs> so, uh, the, the, the lady, who are one of these women... Gives Serena a nice sending off, which is, I don't know how you live with yourself. It's sad what they've done to you. Mm -hmm. And Serena gives her the going, going grace. grace. I, to the end, she's like, you know, on the on the front. She's just staying with it. Uh, so the airport, that was a massive protest at the airport, which is a thing I feel like was like, that ah, would never happen at a real airport. But maybe again, Canada was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Come on. 
I wonder. Because they were like on top of the limo, basically. I mean, they could have like really ripped them out of there and like beat them to death if they wanted to. I mean, there was like nothing. There was nobody there. I don't even know how they made it to the, the airplane. Actual. But the, I mean, people shut down 64 here. There you go. <laughs> shut down a whole, a whole highway. Uh, oh, so then no. Fred sees Moira, and it, the recognition on his face was like, oh, Whoa. shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit is right. And she gave he him that gangster stare, so too. Fast. Like, you know who I am. I'm right, going to look you in he, your he eyes. Like looked and looked away so fast. I was like, you uh-huh. son of a gun. And she just stayed. Oh, I love that part. Uh, oh, yeah. And she banged on that window yeah, like, look You know at who me. I am. Uh, but and so me and Angie I still cannot quite understand what Moira says when they cut to her. It sounded like it's like something not something asshole. Asshole. Like it was either like she was saying not for me asshole. Like it was for June so that he would know that I don't know somehow connecting that. Yeah. Or that she was saying whatever her name was when she was in Jezebel's. So yeah. like she was saying my name is Moira, not whatever I told you my name uh-huh. was asshole. But I I don't know because it's hard to understand her. Uh, so, party at the apartment. Now, this is the only scene that I had to, like, almost gag in because... I feel like it was, um, off-brand, if that makes just, any it sense. Weird. Like It was it just, just was not something liberal Americans would do. <laughs> but maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, being displaced to another country maybe. as a, a refugee, maybe you would feel some American pride. I don't know. I don't know either. But then I was thinking about that song they and how it was used in the ads, you know, last. Do you remember that? I how it was know. used in those diversity ads, like for Coca-Cola during, oh, like, the Super Bowl. Oh, and, yeah. Um, oh. And they got a lot of grief about that song being used for, like, showing, like, multi- multicultural mm-hmm. layers of American culture and who we are now, you know, as people. And um, so that was my only thought about maybe why they used that song i don't know maybe again i, I, I was like I, I felt like it was a little forced it was, a little it was. um because there's like a they, it almost implied that people were happy with the america that came before gilead which i feel like in any <laughs> fantasy world is also not true that's so. another podcast crystal Sorry. we don't have enough time to cover all the territory <laughs> that that one statement exactly just said out loud <laughs> uh so then june looking out the window as the uh, commander comes home in disgrace. And I gotta love Fred, because the first thing he says when he walks in the door is, what a mess, I'm never gonna hear the end of it. Which is, like, not something you've said if you've just been totally disgraced and your country has been totally disgraced and can't. I feel like that's something, like, if you just, like, lost a softball game. Right. Like, if you hit the, like, losing hit. You lost and, a bet. Right. Not, uh, yeah. I'm yeah. Like, what a you mess. You had to wear, like, a Michigan shirt when you went to Michigan State. <laughs> yeah. You know? Not what a mess. I'll never hear the end of it, which is no. the part where I thought, oh, man, Commander Price is like somewhere in his grave. Like either laughing or being like, damn it. This was the <laughs> Why time. am I not there? Why am I not there to rip up Fred? <laughs> uh, so Fred's still trying to like shine it on. Like he's telling Serena, we're lucky in a lot of ways, aren't we? Canada sucks, right? And Serena's like, um, not so much. And this was the first time I think we've officially known that they've had separate bedrooms because they both go to their different rooms. And that's the first time I think I've really seen that. Because she goes to her bedroom and he goes off to wherever he goes. Hmm. I'm, I was unaware of that up to this point. Yeah, me. So that was really the first time I saw yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think I've paid attention. And so then we got her and uh, she finds the matchbook in her suitcase and she throws it into the fire. However, I will say, this is either going to come back to be a good thing or a bad thing. It didn't look like she threw it in the fire. It was like fire adjacent. To me, like she went a little wide right, and I don't know if Serena, like Yvonne Strauss, just doesn't have good aim. I thought it hurt a little sound though, like it was like whoosh. Yeah, I think I'd, it it would torched it. The whole it went over match. There. You think so? I was it went like, next. It oh, went next to the fire. Serena, it did not look like it. Be so dramatic. Well, it's all dramatic. 
Just don't, Serena. Just keep the matches for your cigarettes. <laughs> well, we know she can smoke in uh. Gilead, apparently. I don't know. Maybe she maybe she got tired of Lydia taking her smokes. Taking her cigarettes. Taking her smokes and putting them out. Because it wasn't good for the baby. That's right. Uh, okay, so, last scene here. June, sleeping, and somebody knocks at the door. Now, I thought it was going to be Creepy Fred, because that's what Creepy Fred yes. does. But he didn't have his cane to also open the door, which we right. were watching. She's like, that was very phallic, wasn't it? And I was like, yes, yes it was. Interesting. Uh, so Nick comes in from the Nick cave. He just appears <laughs> like he does. Like It's like he has secret passages around the house. And he just like pops out. How would they not know that he was like Upstairs. in there? Yeah, that just seems so. It is. That's what I'm saying. He just like, he's just there. He's there and then he's not. And isn't Eden really curious where he is? I mean, he does say I, she will be, you know, wondering where I'm at. I'm like, yeah, as soon as the door closed, she would want to, and from the car, right. she would want to know why he didn't come yeah, straight up the stairs. You think she'd be like waiting right, right yeah. there by the car. Hi, Nick. Hey, hey, Nick. How I was your day? How was Canada? Cookies. Was it cool? Was it cold up there? It's cold up there. Like she would be like. <laughs> 15. 15 years old. She'd be 15. Uh, so then Nick tells, hey, guess what? Fun fact. Met your husband. Uh, <laughs> Fun fact. And, so, and he tells her that he came after the Waterford, and Luke is the one that got the letters out. Uh, and then June asks about Luke, and, Nuke, and Nick slowly delivers the full message to Luke. Because I would have been like, okay, here's what I'm supposed to tell you. And I had to like run him down, because that's how I got to do it, because otherwise I'm like, <laughs> I forget, I, I forgot a thing. So he finally tells her, Moira's there, he still loves you, Moira's living with him, he's never going to stop, can't stop, won't stop coming for you that's what he said but either can i i but then stop. he does and i'm like you're doing so good right up at the part where you said yeah i just met your husband here's all these great things i'm gonna tell you p.s i love you shut the fuck up Do you shut know she didn't even pay up. attention though she was like totally unfazed by it she was still like wrapped up in her thoughts it's the dumbest thing he says the dumbest shit this is he he's not worthless but he is grotastic <laughs> it's the only way i can describe it it's like the dumbest dude thing to do or he knows what's coming next for him. Yeah. And that's what I think okay. it is. I, I, I think he is. Just let me Sees the right. I can't. Because I think you've been <laughs> too harsh on Nick. I I feel like he sees the writing on the wall. He knows they're going to make the connection that it was him. He knows Eden read those letters. And he's going to be outed. And it's going to be colonies or worse for him. So so this is his last chance to say I love Yeah. You. So you're romanticizing I, it for me. I don't I, uh, really want Nick to die. I, I do, Crystal. I'm sorry. I think he is. I, I don't see how he die. can. It it would. I know. It I'm would just make sense for me for him to continue. I don't. It know. also didn't make sense for the commander to come out with all his limbs and eyes. <laughs> You're right. So true. You're right. It, it made no like sense two-faced. to not yes. have any burns or anything. Just be walking with a cane because you have like a little pain in your leg after the explosion. It's true. Right. So uh, June is very overwhelmed. By the fact that this is all all happened, as you can imagine, um, so uh, Moira it was Hannah's godmother, so she get this June voiceover basically, uh, and then so Moira or June is now like, well, shit. Now Moira's gotten out, so she's kind of bolstered by this, right? So she got out; it was impossible, but she did it. So it comes back to that beginning monologue where she's talking about how she shouldn't long for the impossible thing, but now she knows that. Moira got out, although Moira wasn't nine months pregnant. Um, so <laughs> that it is possible. That it is possible and that maybe it's okay to want the impossible And it'll be thing. interesting to see what they do with this new information, right? So now that June knows that Moira's, Moira's safe and that Luke is giving, you know, two mm-hmm. shits about where she right. is. Now, and now they know she's alive. It's like, okay, now how will this make yeah. 
for some changes and next steps for, for June. What links will they go to? What links will she go to? Because now they both know for real that um, she's safe. Yeah, I don't know. Safe. I don't know how to. I don't know. I don't even know why. Because the last line here is, "I know I should accept reality of you being born here, make my peace." But fuck that. That's what yeah. she says. Yeah. And so we know she's just gonna try and set some shit in motion. I just don't know what the logistics that of that Elizabeth looks like, Moss face given what happened earlier face. this season. Right. right. Yes, definitely Elizabeth Moss face. I love it. So, I don't know. I don't know. Where does it go? How does she get out? I don't even know. I can't even put it together. It's one of those endings. I hate those endings where it's like, I don't... But but how? How? Fuck it. That's what I want to know. How? Who's getting her out? The threads will come together. I mean, they're they're loose now. They're just sort of blowing all over the place. We'll Mm -hmm. see. You know, we... I don't know. Serena. (laughs) I don't... I'm going to hold out some hope. That Serena's going to be like, what fish has this role? That she Mm -hmm. has something to do with... Mm -hmm. Maybe that's wishful thinking on my part, but I'm, I'm I mean really they torn. are d- totally veering from the book. So yeah, you know yeah, yeah. from who they she are, is. Yeah. So we know that that you know anything can happen at this point with Serena. <sighs> It'll be I interesting because there's so many seeds of things that have been planted and right. so many people. So you've got Lydia, who all of a sudden is human. Well, <laughs> not just that, but June planted the seed of my child is not safe in this house. Yeah. And you know it. You like, you know, right. so don't try and deny it. You could tell that was there right. too between yeah. them. Like Aunt Lydia did not argue with her, did not say, no, you know, you don't know blame it on the hormones. Right. No, there was none of that. Which is very interesting because given that the, you know, how little power the women have for her to believe her over what she knows about Waterford, although she, given the past transgressions of Waterford, maybe she knows, I mean, you gotta he think ain't shit. That, he right, sucks. that he sucks and maybe there's some stuff that's gone down yeah. and maybe same what Angie said, which is, you know, if there's some past abuse with Serena and him, maybe that's a known thing too. So maybe that'd be interesting to see where Lydia takes that and where that ends up going. It couldn't have been the commander who died is the only person who hates Fred in Gilead. No. You can't tell me that. We know that right. Nick wanted out of there you know so they've got right. there has to be people in power mm-hmm. or at his level or above him who know just how terrible of a human he is well, plus regardless of whether anybody likes him or not he's terrible yeah. he's at not his even jobs. good at being bad right? <laughs> he's good at being a creeper he's good at being a creeper and that's it like literally he's done nothing good or nothing well yeah he's just not good at anything so interesting episode because it leaves a lot of uh Ways for things to go. I'm very intrigued about where it's all going to go. Where's Serena going to go from here? <sighs> I feel like we get some Emily next episode. Maybe. I think it's time for her to start going crazy because. Figure out her backstory. She knows. It's there. She's going to go crazy. She's dead already. I'm just letting you know. Like, I don't know that for a fact. Like, but she's the one. Like, I've been saying it since the beginning. I've been trying to warn people since the summer that Emily is going to die. Emily, sorry. Emily. real the first Ofglin. Yeah. Alexis Bledel. Oh, right. She's dead. She will not make it out of this season. She's the only one I can guarantee you is not going not gonna to be left. Why do you think so? Because she's sick? No, because she is the one that cannot stand to be there the most, regardless of whether she, whether that means that she dies or not. Because like when she was in Loaves and Fishes and she was like talking shit about yeah, Gilead, she and she was like, fuck that guy, I don't care what he does. Yeah, part of me thinks I like the colonies better than even being here as a handmaid, right. which is crazy, but right. I, I think she might agree with that. Like yeah. She had purpose there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, how, how anybody could 
choose that over. But right. I don't know. For, to her, I think they both are terrible things. I mean, she oh, says yeah. it so loud, like, to get raped and that you guys right. like that? Or right. you think that's okay, Janine? No. Um, and I, I can moment. see her going for sure. I, 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 yeah. I think she's going to, I think there's going to be a body count. And then I think she's going to die. That's what I think. Hmm. I think some shit's going to go down <laughs> with her. I also think Rita is no. going to... Oh, Justin. Re- come on now. No. What? No, no, no. no. I don't think Rita's going to die. Oh, Sorry. I thought you were no, going to no, say no, she's going to die. Crystal and I are ready to get you. No, no, no. Amanda Brugo is too good, and everybody wants to know too much about her for her to not... She's like Alexis Bedell. Like, I really think that maybe Alexis Bedell was maybe not supposed to make it out of last season, but then they like saw how good she was, and she was like, well, let's keep her around for a little while. I think Amanda Brugel's that way, that people are like really starting to get attached to that character because she does such a good job with the little screen time that she has that I think they'll bring her back and finally give her a little more story next year, maybe give her some uh, backstory, hopefully. Yeah. Because I don't think we're getting it this season. I just don't think they've set that up at all. Um, I think maybe she's going to do something. I have. There's been a couple of interviews with her that I watched um, where she's mentioned that Rita goes to a certain place towards the end of the season. Um, but I don't know what that is specifically. But mm. I, I think she gives me that vibe. Like at any moment, she's just gonna snap and cut or a person. Just like, or she's gonna just poison everybody. We're gonna see a scene. Everyone's gonna be like slumped over on a table. Exactly. That would be she amazing. Could get them. Yes. Facts. She's got access to everything. She's All in charge food, of everybody's just food. Love, just, just knives. Oh she man. She could go down. We'll see. So it's all leading to a very interesting place. I have no idea where it is. No. Honestly, no. Really I have exciting. no I Yeah, I don't even I know what to expect no. for the next no. episode. It's, not, it's an unpredictable show. I will give it that. Like, which they don't give you very not, much to go and, on. Not in like a annoying way. No. No. Like they give you some certain like things to think about. Like this could go here and could go here, but nothing really concrete. Yeah. Which I like. It's mm-hmm. beautiful. So, all right. Well, we'll look forward to uh, episode 10, which means we're... One episode closer to the end of the season. Just kind of sad, but also yeah. like I want to know where it's going. Yes, for sure, it's time. That baby's coming. <gasps> Shit, shudder. <laughs> All right, that's it for us. We'll see you next time. Justin, I have two very special guests today. One who has been on the show before. Crystal, say hi. Hi. And one who is not, but is very excited to be here because she's uh, she works with Sarah and my wife. And she's been like, Justin, I need to come on the podcast so I can talk <laughs> about this show. So Angie is here. How are you, Miss Angie? I'm fine. Thank you. Thank yeah? you for having me. I'm oh, no. excited. No, it, it, we're, we're happy to be here. I feel like you're going to bring some uh, academic muscle to the, <laughs> uh, to the podcast. We'll see. I'm a little nervous about the academic muscle, but... Well, I mean, the one time we talked about it, you mentioned Macbeth. So, I feel like that's a little farther than I've taken it. Yeah, when Serena questioned his manhood, I was like, ooh, nice Shakespeare touch. I love a good illusion, for sure. there you go. See? (laughs) There you go. All right, so what did we think of uh, episode nine? A little Canadian road trip. Which I couldn't help but think about the other real Canadian road trip that happened this week as well. So it's it's interesting, oh, the true. parallel that's between true. those two um, commanders mm-hmm. going for a visit. Our commander did not do so. Oh, no. <laughs> Our I commander did not. Neither even... commander did very well, but um, I, just, I couldn't help but think, wow, well played. I know that they couldn't have planned that, but no. it just all fell into the place. The show has really great nicely. timing. 
It really does. Also terrifying timing, too, though. But yes, great. Yeah, terrifying. if you stop and think about it, Crystal. That's why we talk about it. So we don't have to stop and think about it. That's why we talk about the show. Yeah, So we don't have to think about the real life. Because none of this is ever going to happen. Oh, God. It's just entertainment. It's all going to be okay. And that's the scary part. So, any uh, overarching thoughts on this week's episode? I would say that personally, I thought it was a very emotional episode for me. Um, just seeing, you know, Serena be as emotional as she was, which I believe is a real turn for her character as much as she was trying to cover it up. Yeah. Um, I know she's extremely stern in the book, and that's really hard because I think we're kind of pulling away a little bit right. from the book when we see her now in, in these latest episodes. And given what happened last week, I, I can't help but, but, you know, totally understand and really empathize with her about about the situation that she's in. Um, June, obviously very emotional. And then Aunt Lydia as well. We see her humanized this yeah. this week. And I think that was also really eye-opening for me. Um, and I know we'll get to that scene later, but I have a few thoughts about, about her and why well, yeah. she's chosen to open up. Just these relationships that June is like kind of foraging with people mm -hmm. and is like being, I think she's being really intentional and artful about it. And... I don't know. I part of me is like, yeah, what is this going to mean? But also, it's like, oh my god, is she going to totally get screwed by <laughs> you know becoming right. so transparent and close to these crazy ass people who, but who are also like victims of the system that they're in too? Right. It's really interesting. I felt also a lot of emotions, especially like the little America stuff. Like since last season, it just it messes with me hardcore. Little America does. Yes, like the idea of American refugees, basically. I, like it's, I'm stressed out right now talking about it. I just think it's an actual real thing that could happen. Like, no one thought that things that happened. I'm going, yeah. In history, like, no one thought this was going to happen, right. right? And then yeah. it just did. Mm -hmm. And I'm terrified. Yeah. For good reason. I understand. Well, the, just too much. I will say, sticking up for the dudes, as much as uh, we have trashed Luke... On this show, yes, <laughs> because he was really Luke is just like Nick, fairly brotastic at times. Um, I thought he finally, you know, when push came to shove, and he was confronted with the commander in his face, like you're a dude. That's what it takes sometimes is the guy to be right yeah. in your face. He kind of turned it on a little bit. Um, I, it was good to see some emotion. They finally gave him something to work with. I feel like this right. season it's kind of been like Luke's up in Canada, hanging out on the couch mm -hmm. with Aaron, eating Fruit Loops. Um, and so we haven't really gotten much of him or any character development other than him kind of last week in episode eight where they were trying to figure out if June was alive or dead in the bombing. And he was, he's just trying to take in the approach of if I don't hear that she's dead, then, then I still I'm never, she's yeah, alive. I'm, yeah. Yeah, she's alive. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was a good turn for him. Um, Nick was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cause Nick, uh, Nick. Again, he he is. I've I've brushed off his nickname from last season. I've taken the worthless title away. No I, one currently I think we inhabits have the worthless title. Yeah, I, I don't think he deserves that. No, not anymore. No, I sort of felt like I I actually said this to my boyfriend. I was like, "Is Nick being in the sacrificial lamb?" I think that might be might be where we're like. Headed. He's yes, just already knowing that he's totally screwed without Price, so he's just like, "He's got nothing I, to lose." I'm gonna just go out swinging. I will say that I thought about Commander Price today when Fred came home. After all of this gets totally screwed up, which we knew it was going to get screwed up because Fred was in charge of it. And I was just like, 
Commander Price is like rolling in his grave going, damn it, I should be there for this moment when Fred is totally screwed up. I'm just so mad that he has all four limbs. He could (laughs) have lost a finger or an arm. And do you know they even did the whole thing where he had the coat over his arm? I I was like, yes, he at least lost an arm. And the motherfucker had like... A cane, and I was just so mad. Yep. How do you not lose an eyeball? You gotta or lose something. something. You gotta lose something. You gotta lose something. Die. <sighs> Who else was? Oh, Rita this week. We got a little bit more Rita. I always love when we get more Rita. Rita is, uh, I was asking because we're gonna be interviewing Bruce Miller next week. I don't know. I'm sorry, this week, mm. Wednesday, two days from now. <laughs> um, good to know that. Uh, and I was asking, okay, what do you want to? ask him about because he's the guy that runs the show it's his show so he knows literally everything so let's ask him whatever you want and like there was a a lot of hey let's get to read a backstory because we don't know anything about it other than the little bit that she talked with serena when they were drinking the good scotch mm-hmm. last season talking about her son dying in the war battle whatever they called it um so it was nice to see her get a little screen time this week miss amanda bruegel is amazing mm-hmm. I love her. her Auntie Rita. Auntie Rita. Nice. Um, I don't know if I talked about this before. We were, me and Tana, when we went down to the uh, SCAD FASH, the uh, exhibit for Ann Crabtree's stuff, she was there because they were screening the third episode. And she talked about playing Rita as two characters because in the book it's Cora, who is like the main Martha. And so she says when she's playing it, she's actually playing two roles at two different times. So sometimes she is Rita and sometimes she is Cora. And it's different depending on the scene. Which I thought was interesting. And the other thing that somebody heard, I forget where I heard it, was that she puts rocks in her shoes when she walks. Because she feels like Rita would be tired from standing around and doing housework all day. So that she feels like she would walk differently than she would normally walk. So she does that on purpose. So she wants her body to reflect the way the character feels. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. So it was really cool to see her kind of get a little, some emotional range this week of her and June kind of being able to be alone together in the room in that one scene. So I thought it was good because I always like seeing her. She did kind of snap at June a little bit when she's like, I know what a godmother is, you know, yeah. where she was like, you know, you're not going to explain to me. I'm bossed around all day long. Right. She references the 20 year old guard that can do whatever he yeah. wants to her. I'm not taking it from you either, but, you know, I'll be here if you need me. Right. So that's why I like we got a little bit of her and a little bit of Aunt Lydia. And I think hopefully yeah. they continue to give yeah. us a little bit more on both of them. Aunt Lydia was very interesting because there was a lot of... Uh, things to imply out of that oh absolutely that, with- that whole monologue there or the lines that she had which were very interesting so we'll talk about that um all right so let's get right into it what do you say mm, yeah so we open with uh june in a room and the june voiceovers are back which was a thing that i was not necessarily cognizant were missing until they came back so like last season there was a lot of you know june in her head voiceovers at the beginning of the episodes and throughout the episodes and then this season when shit was going down they kind of went away and then after I think last episode was when they were back, when her and Serena started doing their work together. Mm-hmm. That next episode, it opened up with the voiceover about her, you know, she writes, I read, blah, 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 blah. Right. And so it's been interesting to kind of get that back. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so she's doing this whole voiceover about how the house could be an Airbnb and describing <laughs> I it. I started laughing, even though I felt, I was like, I shouldn't be laughing. But <laughs> the fact that she went straight for it, this would be, be a nice Airbnb. Airbnb. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, I could. Owners are creepy as fuck. Some ritualized rape required. I thought of the House Hunters comment from last week. I was like, hey, House Hunters, and now Airbnb. There we go. Uh, Crystal is not here for that. That was me and Sarah. That's a a very Justin and Sarah tangent to go on. (laughs) He was talking when uh, Fred comes back from the hospital, 
and he looks at the house and he's like, oh, it's so beautiful. You forget when you're gone or something like that. And Sarah right. was like, yeah, the house that you stole from other people when you showed up, <laughs> which then just led to the bizarro version of the Handmaid's Tale tangent, uh-huh. which led to them having a house hunters version, like when right. they took over. And then so like they go to three houses and they have to pick one. And it's like on HGTV that's on in Gilead. It was a whole thing. It was awesome. Um, so I thought this, this like opening monologue thing of hers was interesting talking about her. She's kind of like trying to make the best out of her current circumstances, saying she at least has circumstances compared to some other women that I guess, or the people, especially in Gilead that don't. So what did you make of that? It, the things that she was thankful for though, you know, the chair, the sunlight, then she goes into obviously being alive and then the baby. And, um, but then when, you know, she says, I'm reduced to circumstance or I'm reduced to circumstances, I think was the line. Um, and I still have this purpose, but I still feel so sad for her in that moment because her purpose is really what to have this baby that she's going to give up. And, and then obviously when Serena comes in and gives her the real news, um, it even makes that first scene even a little more powerful, I think. For sure. And it was interesting because now she's, it's kind of this combination of her kind of figuring out or trying to convince herself that escape is not an option anymore. Because I think she's kind of headed in that mindset of, because she talks about it does no good to want the impossible, which kind of bookends at the end where, right. you know, because when she she's finds like, out that Moira out got out, <laughs> she's like, well, fuck it then. Yeah. You know, Forget great. everything I said. <laughs> Remember what I said? minutes ago. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're back. We're on. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was that was nice. And so then there's, there's Rita who comes in and said, we've been summoned. Mm-hmm. And they have been. Um, so we get down here. So this is interesting. So we get to meet, uh, we go to meet Fred. And he's got Isaac, who's the new guardian, who's going to be watching over June while <laughs> they go to Canada on their road trip. Um, and Isaac, you can tell, is trouble just because... His affect and me no. right, right off the bat, yeah. you knew that he was. He meant business. Uh, yeah, no good. He wasn't messing around. He doesn't. Ha- sure. He doesn't have that Nick look about him. Like no. Like maybe he's just there because he has to be. He's, Isaac's there because he wants to be. Yeah, he had a stern look for sure, and you knew that he was. He meant business. Going to be paying attention to every detail. So yes, we find out the stupid Fred is headed to Canada, most likely to screw things up, is what I said, and I turned out to be right, uh, because Fred is not good at anything. Other than the Except par- for being creepy. There you go. He is super great at being creepy. And he should have lost an eye. In the terrorist attack, which I the thought was a very attack. interesting yes. phrase. Um, but this terrorist attack is now opening up diplomacy. And I thought, really? That's how you're interpreting that? But again, I have to remind myself that he is illogical. How is he at and- the front and... His face isn't melted. I'm still confused. <laughs> he wasn't really Couldn't at the front, Couldn't we get like a little vein? Like, just, uh, just, what's the character? I'm I'm not good at comic book characters. What's the one that has a melted face? The Batman oh, character. Um, Two-Face. No, 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 no. Is that Two-Face? Yeah. That's half. Yeah. 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 He should look like him after that. That's accident. what you wanted? That would have been amazing. If we yeah. had like a Two-Face <laughs> like commander. Like ugly-ass commander. That would be great. Yeah, that would be incredible. Yeah, I could be down for that. Um, so June is not very uh, pleased with the circumstances that Nick is leaving and Fred is leaving and we find out Serena is leaving. So she's going to be stuck with Isaac, the hardcore uh, guardian, to look over her and, t- and watch over the child, as as Fred puts it. Because nobody references her at all, if you notice that. Like every time, like when they when she came to the hospital, it was like the baby's here. Like she's just like this uh, vessel carrying that. around. Yeah, they never refer to her as 
the, the as her at all. Yeah. It's always the child is here or our baby's here or, you know, something like that. Yeah. They never talk about her. Hmm. She just exists to carry around their child that's not theirs. Like, not even a little bit theirs. Right? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. I just can't wait till this baby is like dark hair <laughs> and tan skin. Just all the way Nick's baby. <laughs> Right. I think it could I was staring at them in the face, Crystal, and they still wouldn't believe that, though. You know. I oh just... yeah, but I just hope that like the show will show the baby like looking like a little like a person little of color. Yep. I I don't yep. know if Nick Nick is, is Italian, and uh, I know this answer because I looked it oh, up. Oh okay. His father is Italian. His mother is from Tokyo. So what I do think is interesting is uh, some people are wondering: Does Fred know that Nick is the father? He knows. He has uh, yeah, to know. I He's think had he another does. handmaid that didn't get pregnant. It's his fault. All right. But does he know specifically that it's Nick's? Who else is it going to be? Well, what I mean, other men are lurking around? That's true. I mean, I know because Serena pretty much told him it's not yours because God would not give you a child because you're weak. Is what she basically said. And then she chuckled. And his... I knew you've been shooting blanks for like exactly. a minute. So yes. good luck. Yes. Have a nice day. Yeah. So he knows. He knows. Yeah, he knows. Absolutely. Yeah. That's true. All right. There was just some debate going around this week on the Facebooks. Uh, so, now, Serena and Fred in the greenhouse, and Angie uh. was uh, shooketh herself by this scene. <laughs> I was. So there's a whole lot going on, because we got to remember that we are just supposed to be shortly after Fred has beaten Serena with the belt. I yes, know. Crystal, you have feelings? I like, it's actually the first moment that I actually just felt pure sympathy for her. For Serena. I was like, Wait, I don't. Time, I'm calling time. <laughs> I know! I'm calling That's time so out demeaning. on the podcast. Because I really can't stand her. Hold on. I'm, away from, I'm, I'm giving you five seconds to say your usual thing. Even though I hate Serena. Even though, I mean, she's awful. But, like, that was just so disrespectful oh, in absolutely. all ways and just unnecessary and traumatizing for both of them. I don't know. It was just, like, one of those things I was like, I don't know if anyone else have a moment where they're like, okay, is Handmaid's going to take it all the way too fucking far? Because he started unbuckling his belt, and I was like, okay. And there was a chair. I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, I knew that. What are you about to do? I, knew that I thought it was going to be something lewd, and then he started beating her, and I was like, I don't even know how to feel about any of this. Like, what? Yeah, it was in the trailer. The big trailer, the first, like, full trailer that they had. There's a scene where he's beating somebody with a belt, but you can't see who. And so as soon as they walked in, like, I could tell by the way it was lit, I was like, That's oh, the shit. Moment. That's going enough. down right now. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is going to be bad. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. So he goes in there and he's like, and like even when he's saying like things that sound like they should be nice, everything sounds creepy coming out of his mouth. Most definitely. Always. Given what happened last, I can't even, that whole relationship for me, I, I think we understand now why she's so hardened, you know, and because this can't be the first time this has happened, right? right? I, I don't think oh, it's really? the first time that he has done this to her. Really? Um, you really think that? That's how yeah. abuse works. Uh, yeah. I get it. Oh, I, get <laughs> yeah. it. Right? I just don't think that for some reason, just because for some reason I like silo out that I only know what I know about them. And so I haven't really given them a backstory. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, and maybe I'm though. going too far, but just knowing the little no, we do sense, know though. about her and her previous life. I think even adjusting to life in Gilead, it could have had to have been bumpy. So we know that they had to have had something between the two of them that happened before. Cause she knew what was coming last week. And that was the even harder part. Like, you know, yeah, he read the Bible verse or whatever, but we knew, yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Or she knew I could yeah. tell by just her demeanor and her facial expression that this is what would needed to happen. Um, 
But it, this whole scene just made me sick. But she um, flinched. She, she does, does when and he she, touches her, her arm. expressions are like spot on to what June does when he touched her. Mm-hmm. What was that? Two episodes right. ago. I'm like, oh, now you know how when, June feels. But wait, you don't. Well, maybe does she know what that he's going to June's yeah. room? I don't know. She probably does. But uh, but uh, yeah, that was a hard scene. And what does he say to her at the end? Uh, oh, why go. don't you get cleaned up? Yeah, go get cleaned up. <laughs> oh. Everything. I'm telling you, everything he says, it's awful. Terrible human. I, he, he, acting-wise, he's one of the more understated, like, he's great. And I think he his performance kind of gets lost in the shuffle, I think, because everybody on the show's just great. Um, and I think the women obviously have a lot more meat to work with. But I think Joseph Fiennes has been... Fantastic. Yeah. I wonder, and I actually thought about this, I wonder if that's in, in, intentional. It was the first time it dawned on me that, like, this is a show where the men advance the plot line and the women lead, and the guys are just there to, like, just be yeah. transitioners, yep. I guess. Sure. Very much true. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, it's even hard for me to admit right now that he is really good at what he does, because I hate him. <laughs> because that character is so right. hateable, right? But I, really know wanna... I feel like if I saw him on the street, I'd be like, you. <laughs> right, he is. But I'm, he's like, I'm just that. eating lunch. Like, right. I'm a normal human. Oh, that's funny. I think another thing that upset me about this scene was, was when he said to her, I need you to come on this trip with me. I need you. I'm like, wait right. a minute. Last week, you, you just, son of a bitch, right. you beat the crap out of her. And now you need her. Canadians feel like the women of Gilead are voiceless and oppressed. And I need you to show them that they're not. And then he reads the proverb to her about the virtuous woman is, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, um, as worthy as a bunch of rubies. Or excuse me, more worthy than a bunch of rubies. And I'm thinking... Ah. Really, Serena, don't fall for it. Or don't even, you know, well, no, turn she's not around. I know it. she's not, but don't even turn and look at him is what I really wanted. And she didn't. She didn't. And I thought that that was yeah. great, no. great work. I will say this, and I wasn't sure. I was kind of leaning this way, but I've since they've given Yvonne Strahovski, really this season has kind of been, the focus has been it's really her. on Serena. Yeah, yeah. I and would agree. she has been amazing. Like last year, I was really pissed that she was kind of the one that got left out of the acting awards because she was awesome last year. But this year, they've given her so much more range to go with and getting the backstory and like this whole dynamic with her kind of, I think at least, feeling some kind of guilt and regret about what she's done and the things that are happening because of what she's done. Um, if she does not win awards this year, I'm going to lose my mind because this shit is amazing that she's doing. She's been on fire. Yeah, I would agree. I agree. Um, so, yeah, Creepy Fred. So Creepy Fred leaves, and Serena's mad and sad, and it's just terrible, because he sucks. Uh, okay, Nick and Eden. The Nick and Eden show. It's like it's like a terrible sitcom. It's like if you wrote two people that didn't want to be in the same room. Well, no, one guy that doesn't want to be in the same room with some girl that really wants to be in the same room with him. Uh, maybe because he's like, what, what do we think? He's like 30-something, and she's 15? I know. And I know you guys have touched on this, but I cannot see her as anything but a child. And so when she's so excited about baking him chocolate chip cookies, it just shows you how warped her mentality is. And it's unfortunate because obviously she's grown up in this. She doesn't know any different, differently. And, um, you know, what does she say to him? I'm going to miss you. And he just kind of shrugs his shoulders and is like, whatever. Oh, that was nice. Thanks for making me cookies. But 
I thought at the end when she kind of looks around thinking she read those letters. I know she read those <laughs> letters. Everybody, everybody's just waiting for the other yeah. shoe to drop with her because she was there when the handmaids were saying their names and the loaves right. and fishes. And uh, she was there with the letters that everyone is pretty sure she read, even though she's not supposed to read. Because um, reading's not a thing you can turn off, FYI. Um, <laughs> so, like, even if she did see them, you can't really say you didn't read them. Because what? You'd, like, not look at them? I know. You're like, oh, right. letters, no, words. I can't no look way. at those. There's no way. Things that I could, I'm bored all day. But I will, I will say this. I feel like Nick is not really holding up his end of the deal that him and June had, which is, hey... How about you try and not get killed because that's not going to help anybody? He's yeah, disgusted. I get, it. And he's I get it. He's so disgusted. I, I think he's acting in a way where, like, I'm so disgusted that I'd rather die in a flame of glory and helping people rather than be in a system where I have to, like, sleep with a 14-year-old, 15-year-old. No, I'm not, still terrible either I'm, way. I'm not saying that he has to be excited or get to the point where she's, like, trying to sleep with him or that he has to sleep with her. I think he should avoid that at all costs. However, when we're just having an interaction where... I made you cookies. I'm going to miss you. I feel like we can shine it on a little bit. Like, Ugh. I'm going to miss you too. But I think at this point, you've been an idiot for so long and have like been so standoffish. Like, arm's length is like being generous at this point. But she's like, a, she's also just like an annoying little sister. Like, he's just, she's just annoying because she's 15. Because 15 year olds are annoying. <laughs> and if they like, like a boy or are trying to like do the thing that somebody told them they're supposed to do, they're going to be even more annoying. And I was an annoying 15 year old. Yeah. And they say, oh, don't you like don't these? You like we had this? a token for chocolate. I thought I would use it for you. Save travels on your international trip. I don't I like just... chocolate. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It was, I just, I kind of feel like I would do the same thing. I'd be like, oh, I'll just get out of here. I just feel bad for her. Because I don't feel bad for. I, get, I, I don't know. It, none of it's her fault. It's not I her know. Fault. It's just and like that's, it sucks. It's so gross. I just, it, I'm still traumatized from two episodes again. All right, so uh, June and Serena are getting ready to leave. Or Serena's getting ready to leave, so she goes to visit June. And this thing here is interesting. So uh, she's back to like trying to fake to be mean Serena, but she's not doing a very good job of it, in my opinion. <laughs> Like, she's trying to look at her and be all serious. Like, she's back to go to your room, Serena. But her um, little stank face. Right. Serena's stank face. I'm not buying it. Um, and she's talking about how it's not going to be long now until the baby's here, which means I think we're going to have this baby, like, this, this season. We got four more episodes. <laughs> I think the I think baby that, will I be think here. it's coming. Baby's coming, right? Absolutely. Where's the baby going to be born? Let's take your bets right now. In that damn house. You think so? In that bed that was, you know, recruit our brought back and in the room with the light the airbnb yeah. <laughs> airbnb yeah. i think that's where the baby i don't know i don't know if that baby's gonna be born there I'm not entirely where do you sure. think the baby's gonna I don't be know. born i don't know i don't know what the show's doing this is the one thing i don't know yet i don't have a i can't i don't know i'm not entirely convinced she's gonna be there at the end of this season no. i just don't know how don't... can you run a full term like, it's pretty hard to be pregnant, right? I mean, like, it's yes. pretty hard to be nine months pregnant. It's pretty hard. That's right here. Just, like, running? Just run, on <laughs> just the run? Just running? Like, with the baby, just like, oh, let me flip I mean, for a minute so I can, like, actually come out. You yeah, just no. run? I, I think the baby will come this season, but I think she'll still she'll be, be there. there. All right. We'll see. Wishful thinking, Justin. Uh, and then she makes the announcement. Bah, 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 bah. Hey, guess what? After the baby comes, how about you skedaddle? You get on out of here. She doesn't mean it. I, was oh. like, I didn't believe it for a minute. Well, she doesn't mean it from the standpoint of, uh, I want you to leave because I want the baby. She means it from, you're, once again, here's here's kind of the, here's the other overarching theme is the, the things that occur because of June's presence. Because, like, the first four episodes, it was all like, 
how many people can get their hands chopped off, burned, killed, <laughs> get their children taken away because of the things that she's doing. And now it's like everywhere she goes, shit just gets stirred up, right? Like her and Serena. It was Serena's fault. It was Serena's idea. So, you know, but Serena probably sees it as if Where I wouldn't, have, you know, her. if you wouldn't have been around, you wouldn't have put those thoughts in my head. You know, you were the, you were the, you were the tempter. So if I get you out of here, my life is going to go back to normal. That's how I feel about this. You think, do you think that this is out of like some kind of act of nobility of getting her out of the house so she didn't have to see somebody else raising her child? What do you think? Because Angie's giving me this look I'm like I'm crazy. I'm giving you a look only because I don't know if Serena, like, I don't know, blames the right word, but I don't think she's like, oh, it's June's fault that these ideas, I think Serena was there already to make that choice. Like I'm going to you know, write these memos or whatever mm-hmm. and sign his name. Um, I think she was scared because she got close to June and yeah, she did exactly. not like that. And that was because it's, it's coming back to who she might have been right. friends. Uh, this, that, that, I think that's and, more of what I meant. Not necessarily oh, okay. that okay. like, I think, uh, yeah, well, it does a lot of things. June being around her just is not good for her in this life that she's supposed to be living. Right. It's really but it's really that. good for her. I feel like it's actually like how she can actually get through it. You know, I think this is how I think, a friendship with June is how she, how they can, they can like strategize together. Right, I think it's as to how yeah. to how to manage the situation while it is a situation, and I think that I completely agree. But I don't think she's gonna follow through with it because she's too she depends on June too much for like validation mm. and it's friendship true. in a lot of ways. Even if she's crazy as fuck, like <laughs> she, she there's some, she values June in some way that doesn't have doesn't totally have all of it to do with her being pregnant with her child air quotes right. mm-hmm. hmm. and you can tell you know in this episode in particular that in particular that serena truly longs for that past life oh, yeah. like yeah. when they're driving, driving i know we're gonna get to that yes yeah. see yeah. i just i'll wait till we get there because i just if you listen carefully you could hear her just like shudder like when she saw the people on the street just doing what she really misses Normalize. So let's, let's get there. Let's get to Canada. Airport in Canada. Fred, Serena, Nick, getting off the plane. Uh, Moira and Aaron and Luger in their apartment in Canada watching it on TV, which I thought was interesting that they were televising it, but I guess they would because it's probably a fairly big deal. 